way you show up online is a direct reflection of like your pricing and also what you're wanting to reflect back to you. So if you're showing up not professional online, that's the kind of client you're going to be getting. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. I have such an amazing guest on today, you guys. She is one of my friends, one of my colleagues, someone that I know and love. Her name is Monica Linda, and she is the founder of Girl Squad Media. She is my photographer and my videographer. I have known her for years, and I love and adore her, and I cannot wait for you to get to know her as well. For those of you who don't know Monica, she is a content creative director to entrepreneurs who are scaling businesses love. She uses personal branding and photography and videography to bring the pretty, reignite the joy, and put you back on center stage. Monica has photographed over 800 women, and you guys, the list of names she has worked with goes on and on and is so impressive. Beyonce, the queen bee herself, NFL, Disney, Blackpink, Lululemon, Dove, Netflix, Grammy-winning artists such as Beyonce again and Janelle Monet. You guys, it does not end. She has so many impressive people that she has worked for. And you will see in this episode, it's because of the magic of who she is and how she is willing to just show up, do the work and make you feel amazing throughout the process. We go deep in this episode. We do not hold back. We are going to give you motivation if you are just getting started, if you are ready for your first photo shoot, if you are finding yourself in a season of change in your business. Monica was so gracious and shared so openly about her journey from getting from the beginning where she started when she first picked up her first camera ever to where she is now in business and the lessons she learned along the way. You are going to love it. I can not wait for you to soak up all her wisdom. Let's dive in. Monica, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. I am as well. I'm so excited to have you. Monica, if you guys haven't seen me promote her all the time on my Instagram, she is my photographer. I know her and I love her. And I am so excited for you all to get to know her today as well. So Monica, I love to start with just some quick questions for my listeners can get to know you. So first off, where are you from? I'm from Austin, Texas. Ooh, like from actually Austin, like in the city? Yeah, I'm actually from the city. How was it growing up there versus being in Los Angeles now? Which one do you like better? I love LA for all the reasons, the restaurant, the outdoor dining, you know, the lifestyle, kind of all the things. But I still love a good hometown barbecue, walk into a bar and not have to be dressed up or feel like you're 
impressing anyone. Like Texas is great about just welcoming a lot of people, especially Austin. Not all parts of Texas, but Austin's pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, Texas is a big state. Moon and I went to Texas for the first time last year and we went to Austin and we got some barbecue. And I have to say, Los Angeles barbecue does not compare. Texas definitely knows what they're doing. Absolutely. Agree with you a thousand percent. <laughs> okay. What is your zodiac sign? I'm a Libra. Ooh, I love Libras. Some of my best friends are Libras. That's why I love you. You guys balance us. And what's your human design? Do you know? I'm a generator. Generators? I feel like sometimes, and let me know if this was your experience, but people, when they find out they're generators, they're like a little bit sad. Like they think it's the common one. So people aren't super happy about it. But I'm a manifesting generator. And I feel like that generator piece, we have so much energy. Like it's the best thing. I'm like, we, we don't run out of energy so long as we're doing what we love. Yeah, no, as long as we're doing what we love, we're totally good. I really wanted to be a projector really badly because I love, I love projectors because I love that visionary part. But it made sense when I was a generator because I'm like, I do love to do the work. Like I love working and that's probably why. Absolutely. It's like the work is the fun part when you've got that, that sacral motor, at least. <laughs> well, I am so excited for us to get chatting today and get everybody to know your business. I would love for you to just do a little intro for us. What is your business as you have it now? Like, obviously you do photography, but there's so many photographers out there. Tell everybody the magic of your business right now. What are some things you're working on? And I know you've done some really cool projects in the past. So maybe let's even highlight a little bit of some of your favorite projects you've worked on and people that you've worked with. So we're Girls by Media, and we really work with women on unleashing their bands through video and photo. And I love working with female founders. We have done some amazing projects. One that was early on at the beginning um, was that I got hired by Janelle Monet, who's a Grammy-winning artist. And while I was filming her, Beyonce and Jay-Z showed up. And I got in trouble with Beyonce's PR people. They're like, stop filming. She's not wearing makeup. She's not doing all the things. And she looked absolutely stunning. And I was like, what I thought was interesting is that she has people who tell other people no without her having to tell you no. And so that was really awesome and interesting. The reason why I bring up that story is because I like to work with women who are like Beyonce and things like that because they really are stepping into their full power. They're really stepping into like their highest self. And I love to highlight that type of woman who isn't afraid to say no, who's really doing the work. So yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing with Girls Squad. That's amazing. And it's so kind of you to say that all the women who work with you are like Beyonce. <laughs> I would love to think <laughs> that I come even just a fraction of, to, of being close to what Beyonce captures. But I love that she's got a no person on her team. I feel like that is the dream to never have to be the one to deliver the bad news and just stay beautiful Beyonce. And also, oh my gosh, you were in the same room as Beyonce. She literally did not look over at me. She let her person talk and it was nothing. It was as if like, this is very normal. Now, later on, every time, because we were at a roller skating rink, every time she came around and was roller skating, she did look, oh, I put my camera down because I wanted to be respectful, right? When she came around, she smiled and like nodded and was super, she was everything I thought she was going to be. So that was really great. But I love that she has no people. How was Beyonce on roller skate? Fantastic. She was fantastic. She was gliding side to side. I mean, I actually, I actually, actually looking back, I appreciate that I got to just watch her and I wasn't filming her. I got to see her as a person, you know? That's amazing. Of course, she's good at roller skating too. What can, what can Beyonce not do? Nothing is the answer. <laughs> and I really feel like my clients do have 
um, some like Beyonce energy in them. Like, I feel like this is like, we're talking about trends, which maybe we will, but I feel like women entrepreneurs are turning into somewhat of like rock stars in this arena and I'm living for it. I love watching it. That is so true. And yes, let's put a pin in that and definitely come back to that later because it is such a big trend that's emerging where these personal brands are becoming a really big deal. But before we dive into all of that, I would love to bring people behind the scenes on your journey to getting to this place where you are in the same room as Beyonce, you are working with female founders, you are massively successful now and I love to see it. But something I love so deeply about you and what I want everybody to get out of listening to this episode today is that you are not afraid of the hustle. And I'm not talking about like the bad kind of hustle that gets a bad rap. I'm talking about just taking messy action, putting yourself out there, not being afraid to evolve, not being afraid to try new things. I feel like you always have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the industry and what needs to shift. You don't just stay in your little box of like, why just take photos? You are out there creating opportunities. And I feel like so many people miss this. And so I want to highlight the story of how you got to this place now. So let's back it up a little bit. Talk to me about your introduction into this business. How did you get started taking people's photos in the first place? And did it always start out with founders? What was your introduction into the niche you have now? How did you get to this place? Take me on the journey. So what happened is it was a complete accident, which I feel like a lot of your listeners may, you become an accidental entrepreneur. This was not part of the plan. Um, I went to college, got a degree in communications and business, um, was teaching high school, all the things, like was doing all the right things. And then I got a job where I was like working from home and was working like in education an impactful job, right? Something that was giving back to the community, doing all the, all the things. But I found myself like really unhappy, not just unhappy, but really depressed. And I found like, as I was working, I was having to take like time off of work because I just couldn't function. And I feel like my whole life, I've always been wanting more. I've always thought that there was more for my life. I just thought that there was just more I wanted to experience. I didn't know what that was. I just felt like there was just more. So what ended up happening, I was unhappy with my job, was in therapy, you know, doing some really hard, hard work. And my therapist was like, Monica, let's just take a, let's pause for a minute. Let's just do something that just brings you joy. Like just, just do something for fun. I feel like you're, you know, doing all this work, but you're not, it's not bringing you any joy. So I told my friends, I'm like, guys, my therapist says that I need to have more joy in my life. And one of my best friends, her name is Sonia, who actually introduced me to my wife too. So she feels responsible for all the things that have happened in my life. She was like, let's take a photography class at community college. So fast track, took the class. At the end of the class, my teacher was like, you're actually really good at this. I think that you should take like the other classes. So I took like a six month course. I learned to photograph on film, which was amazing because I feel like that's what's one of my specialties is lighting, which I'll talk about eventually more. And so during that time, I took my camera everywhere and a friend of mine was having a birthday party. At the end of the birthday party, she was like, hey, here's an envelope. And she gave me like a little tip and it was like $250. It wasn't a lot. And when she handed me the envelope and I opened it, I had this biggest, the biggest aha moment where I was like, wait a minute, I could actually turn my photography into a business. Like I could really do these things. And I felt confident about that. And this is something I tell all women who are wanting to become entrepreneurs. The same hustle that you do for your boss is the exact same hustle you do for yourself. 
when your boss needs you to like create a marketing plan, something you don't know, you're not great at, you somehow Google it, you figure it out. There's all kinds of projects that you just don't know at work, but you end up figuring it out. Why? Because you want to get paid, right? And it's your job and you don't want to get fired. Well, it's the same skill. So I had that moment of, I was like, it is the exact same. Something you said just clicked for me that I had never realized, but I completely relate to you on was I stumbled into entrepreneurship as well from also being in a place where it was like, this can't be it. Like this can't be all that I'm doing. I was working a desk job at the time, miserable. I was doing customer service on the phone. Basically people just yelling at me all day that they didn't, their orders weren't right. And I was like, this can't be it. And it was the exact same thing where I was like, okay, well, what's bringing you joy right now? And at the time I was deep in fitness and that was it. I was like, well, you know what? That's the most joy in my day right now is the workouts. Can we find a way to monetize this? Like, can I find a way to get in that industry? Because this cannot be it. But I never realized until you said it, it was that pursuit of joy that led me into entrepreneurship because that was my first time going out on my own. And so I want to say Thank you for just connecting those dots for me. And so we can highlight this for everyone listening to of the lesson there is following your joy and looking for passion is never going to be a mistake. It's only going to lead you to opportunities. And so I think that that's so beautiful. Totally. And people are always like, well, I don't know what my joy is. I don't know how to find it. I don't know all the things. Mine came from pain. I was in pain. I was not in a great place. And I literally did something that was just fun. And that's how I discovered it. It was an accident. And so I feel like that is a tip for women. Like just try a lot of different things that are just fun. And you are able to do this. I'm able to do this. And it's something that came from joy. Absolutely. Oh, and everybody can do it. You are so right. So let's keep going. So you got paid. You got your $250 tip. You realize I can make a business out of this. What happens next? Where do you get started? How does this business evolve? You know, I went deep into learning on my own. I literally knew that I didn't have any money. I didn't have investors. I didn't have a business plan, but I knew what I didn't know. Like that I didn't know. I feel like I find myself in these positions where I'm the most underqualified. I don't have enough experience. I don't have enough cash flow, right? So I find myself in these situations and then I literally tell myself, how can I do what I love with what I have? And so I feel like this is what's gotten me to like each level is like, let me use the resources that I have and max those out. So I literally Google YouTube. I took classes. I researched networking events. Like where can I attend? Like everything. I remember writing down once, what are all the things I don't know? I did the opposite. Instead of what are the things I, I do know? I wrote down what are the things I don't know? So I literally just went through the checklist. Like, I don't know which camera to buy. I don't know how to do taxes. Should I be an LLC? Like kind of all of those things. And working backwards is really what has gotten me here. That is so good because it basically gives you your to-do list for what comes next in my business. And I want everybody to take that away right now. Like that's an exercise you can do today. Even if your business is already off the ground, think of where you're going. And it's like, well, what do I not know between here and there? What are the things I think I need to learn or I think I need to sort out or that I just know straight up, I don't know. There's your to-do list. So at what point did you find yourself, because I know this about you, in the wedding industry? And how long did you spend your time there? I found myself in the wedding industry because I didn't, like, once again, I didn't know what I wanted to do. There's so many different fields in photography. I knew I wanted to be a photographer, but I didn't know 
which branch I wanted to be a part of, or did I want to do families or did I not? So I gave myself an opportunity to just be a learner. Let's just learn all of them. And then I'm going to be able to land on the one that works for me. So I did all families, newborns, like all the things. And I started to eliminate the things that just didn't light me up or I wasn't excited about. So that is how I I did that. How I ended up in weddings is after I did the families and all the things, I knew that weddings paid more. So that's when the shift happened of like, I landed on the joy of photography. But when I started to do weddings, I started the business of photography. Like, oh, now there needs to be like a profit. Now there needs to be like expense reports. Like, how do I actually walk away with money to like help me live a wealthy life? Like, that's when I started to shift. But what ended up happening with branding, I had a friend of mine who was a business coach and she needed photos for our website. She said, I need photos for my website. And I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. So we sat down on the couch, had a glass of wine. And I found myself naturally asking questions that we do for branding now. Like, what do you want to be? What do you, what do you want your vibe to be? Like, what kind of experience do you want to have? So fast forward to like, the sun is setting. She has these big balloons in her hands. We're in Santa Monica Beach. We're popping champagne, getting photos of that. And I had that aha moment, kind of like the one with the envelope. I had that moment where I was like, wait a minute, I could actually work with women like this who are fun and ambitious and help them do that and still have a great time and hang out with like, you know, your best friends. And then that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. Once again, not qualified, never done it before. didn't know what I was doing in the industry, but said, let's do it anyway. So I went all in. It's that piece of trusting that gut hit trusting that intuition when it's, you said you have that moment of joy where it's like, ah, this could be it. I don't know yet, but I want to find out. And leaning in, I feel like a lot of people get stuck there, especially if they have, hey, all these weddings over here that are paying my bills right now. Do I really want to risk that? Did you ever have moments of that? Or are you just such a strong intuition following person that you just know, you know when to move? That's interesting because last year was the first time. So I was still doing weddings last year. I did over 30 weddings in addition to like girls quite last year. But last year I decided let's stop. Let's stop taking any more weddings because weddings usually do like uh, they do a year or nine months in advance booking. So I knew if I stopped in June, I wouldn't get any for 2023. And then I remember in January, mid-January, having a meeting with my team. And I was like, so guys, like, what does my wedding schedule look like for this year? And they were like, you have none. And I was like, I kind of panicked. I was like, oh, I did that. I actually really did that. I actually went all in on Girl Squad. So yeah, me, I find myself in a pivot again, where, you know, how do we, how do we shift from going all in on something and you don't have that backup cash flow and still make it work? Did you find yourself in a season through that where you found yourself having to say no to people who were ready and willing to pay you for their weddings? The amount of people that I referred away was, I actually told my team to stop telling me. I'm like, guys, stop telling me that this person that they want a book and we're just not going to accept their retainer. I gave them, I, I referred them to a lot of my friends who are still in the wedding industry, which was great. But yeah, I literally walked away from a lot of money. This is when you really could have used Beyonce's no person to help you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we all need to hire a no person. I think that's the takeaway from today's podcast. <laughs> I, 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 they got a Vivian. She told no to a lot of people. She was like, no, no, no. She's not taking on any clients. That's amazing. Thank goodness for assistance. That really does save the day. Well, saying no can be really tough, especially saying no to money coming in. I love that you hit a point where you were like, don't even tell me because I don't want to see it. Because a lot of people, they can't even, they can't even turn the blind eye. It's like, well, why would I say no to money? But we got to realize at some point, sometimes the money's not aligned and saying yes to that money is going to hold you back from the thing that you really want to do because now you're tying up your time and energy for you literally on the ground shooting weddings. And you're like, but there's this cool thing over here that's lighting up my joy and my passion again. That same passion that got you into entrepreneurship in the first place, it sounds like. And I think that there's a lot of bravery in being able to do that and being able to say no. Something that you do so good is always thinking about the person who is on the receiving end of your communication and your experience. I have experienced this firsthand in your photography, doing the branding with you, being behind your camera. You are so good at it. And I have to imagine that even as you are saying no to people, even as your team is saying no to people, that caring about the person on the other side of the screen has furthered your business. Talk to me a little bit about how you think about relationships and how you think about taking care of people, whether that be when you're saying no to somebody of like, so I'm so sorry, I can't do this, but I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I'm going to do what I can to make sure that you remember this interaction with me positively or slash and how you take care of the person behind your camera. Let's just open up the conversation around relationships and client experience. Because like I said, I think you're really good at this. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm kind of seeing a theme here. So I think what happens is I tend to grow one when I'm backed against a wall. Like I feel like some people operate when they have room. I work better when I'm backed against a wall and I have no options. The reason why taking care of people, I feel like I got really good at it was because I did weddings where I took care of a bride on one of could be potentially one of the most nerve wracking days of her life because of all the expectation. And I've seen so many brides react a certain way. Some of them lean into it. Some of them don't, some of them panic. And so I feel like there's a component of the branding part. Like it's, I don't walk into it thinking like my client is my bride, but I walk into it realizing that this could be really hard for them Although it's a really happy time in their life, everybody has triggers and everybody. So I've always wanted to wrap myself around them and realize that this could be difficult or it could be exciting, but no matter what, they were going to be able to know that I was going to take care of them. Like, although you're nervous and you're freaking out, your pictures are going to be great. I promise. Cause I'm an expert. Like they're going to be great. So no matter what's happening to like my quote unquote bride, I always do think of how can I take care of them? And I love a luxury experience. Me personally, like I love when I go to a really nice hotel. And so I've kind of always modeled my brand off of, you know, how do like luxury hotels answer or how do they like make you feel when you show up? So that's kind of what I like to do for my own brand. Mm, that is such a good way to think about it. Like what is the full service experience that people are getting and does it feel luxury or is there a little bit left to be desired? But I have to say, I can't imagine any better like crash course in customer experience and customer service than working with brides. I would imagine you learn really quickly how to take care of people if you were not already an expert in that. So that is fantastic. And I didn't feel like a bridezilla behind the camera with you. 
<laughs> but I did feel very taken care of. And I'm somebody, I was really nervous. I'm sure you could probably tell, but my first branding shoot, you you handled it perfectly. You told me like where to go, what to do. I felt very taken care of. So thank you for giving me the bridal experience <laughs> that I needed behind the camera the first time. Let's shift the conversation a little bit because we just started to tap into branding. And I would love to talk to you more about this because we both deal with branding. I deal with branding in terms of messaging of my clients. So how do my clients talk about what they do and describe it to others? And you live more on the visual and experiential side. So I would love to hear just what is your definition of branding and how do you think about it when you meet a person and you go into their first shoot with you? I think branding for me is more about an energy or a vibe that you're wanting people to feel. I feel like if you start there first, like... What is the experience you want for them? Like your ideal client or the people that you're wanting to attract. And I feel like that's where you really, really need, like you can really start and and like hone in. So that is one of my like first questions is like, what is it that you want from them? Do you want them to feel happy? Do you want them to feel optimistic? Do you want them to feel inspired? What is that general vibe? And that really does help on hone in on your ideal client. And my, also my tip for this is there is no right or wrong answer here. You're going to evolve as an entrepreneur and your feeling for what you want people to experience is going to change. So just start wherever you are, and then you're going to like be able to tweak it and change it. Like I, I always tell people like, this is not your last photo shoot. This is not your last, you know, vision board branding experience. Let's just get you started. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good way to think about it too, because I feel like a photo shoot can feel so final for some people where it's like, this has to be the perfect finished product. And you just gave so much permission of no, this, this is just the beginning. Like you're going to evolve from here. So if somebody hasn't done their first professional photography shoot, how does somebody know? How does somebody know when like, okay, maybe it's time, maybe it's time for me to get some pictures done. Is there a point in someone's journey where you're like, this is the perfect time to go get your first brand photo shoot? The perfect time is when you're just ready to take the first step. Cause it's really hard at the beginning to see, like I couldn't see my 2023 20, self in 2016 when I left my job. I couldn't see this version of myself, but I knew that I needed to get started. I knew I needed some content because that's what I knew the market needed. My research was telling me that I needed this. I knew that I wanted to like represent myself in the most authentic way. And I also knew I was getting into photos. So being elevated, looking nice, all those things were important to me. So if you're ready to step out in front of people, I feel like think about what do you want them to experience and how do you want to be portrayed? And if you're ready to answer that question, then you should schedule your photo shoot. That's a good way to think about it too. I'll just speak from my experience. When I reached out to you, it was just this piece of like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to like make this concrete. I was like, I want my visuals to match how I'm feeling about the business. And I will say, and I would imagine that you see this with a lot of your clients, if they share with you, or you could probably just see it as they evolve behind the camera. But I felt like doing that shoot, that first initial shoot with you made my brand concrete in my brain. I figured out so much about myself by going through the process and it helped evolve to where I am today. It was the process of doing the shoot that brought so much clarity. 
I feel like getting professional photos is similar to like, you know, you're ready to like work out and get fit. Like, I feel like the photos are the part of you that you, when you're going to like feel your best, I feel like that is when you're like, Oh, I do look great in these jeans. I do look great. Right. Cause you're feeling better. So I feel like photos are similar to that in that they are going to help you feel grounded in your business. They're going to feel like you're ready to step out on stage. And I always feel that, um, I would love to talk about this more where I feel like the way you show up online is a direct reflection of like your pricing and also what you're wanting to reflect back to you. So if you're showing up, not professional online, if you're showing up, not with your hair done or all kind of all those things, that's the kind of client you're going to be getting. So true. There's that direct relation there of like, how are you presenting yourself? Again, what's the experience that you are putting forth in your photos and how you show up online? That's such a good connection to make for people. Something you just said just made me think of an objection that I have heard to people in terms of photography, but in terms of content and in general. And I would love to hear what your advice is on this or what you would say to someone as the person with so much experience behind the camera and working with so many different types of people is the piece of body image and not feeling comfortable in your body. I know a lot of women and I've felt this as well, even at our last photo shoot, I was like, I've gained a couple of pounds, but I really want to do my shoot right now. Does this come up? Have you had conversations with women around this? And how do you ease those, some of those concerns? You know, this is, this is like the number one question I always get asked, like literally probably right before I'm going to say 95% of the time, but when I have my camera in hand about to take the first photo, every woman will say, are you going to make me look skinnier? Are you going to make, are you going to make me look better? I'm always like, I'm not surprised by it because I hear it all the time, but as a plus size woman, myself showing up, no matter what you look like. I have such a passion for what I do that I feel like the size that I am is not reflective for the passion that I have for my business. And I'm willing to take the risk, even if I'm not perfect, I'm not the perfect size. It's like all the things, right? I'm most unqualified. I don't have enough money. I'm not the perfect size, right? It's like all these things, all these things that should be excuses on why not to do it. I've always wanted more for my life. So I'm going to focus more on that than the size of my waist. And it makes me a more authentic entrepreneur because I know that when a woman gets in front of my camera and she's feeling uncomfortable, that as a professional, my job is to make her look the most flattering so that she feels more comfortable. I can't always heal that. I can't always like do that because some women will look at their photos as much as I, you know, post them as great as I can, but they're, it's still not gonna, it's still not going to be okay. But your clients were like, we care as people, but your clients don't care. They don't care what size you are. They don't care about those things. They care about the experience they're having with you and all the things you're teaching them and how it's changing their life. So I feel like we're harder on ourselves and people are actually harder on us. Yes. I feel like you just took us to church a little bit there. I have to say like, I'm shocked, but I'm also not shocked at the same time that you say it's 95% of women that feel that way. And I think everybody feels like, oh, this is just me. Like I'm not ready. Like it's just me. Everybody else is perfect. And it's just me who's not ready to go. So I want that to sink in because 
I feel like, and this is an interesting part of this conversation too, the resistance to showing up there translates through to a resistance to showing up big and powerfully in your business exactly how you are today, just like you were saying. Like That's going to translate through between not wanting to be seen in one area of your life and not wanting to be seen fully as the powerful entrepreneur that you are. I feel like there's a connection here between all of this and that authenticity that we want to bring forward. It's just crazy to think about how much we, we might be limiting ourselves by saying like, well, I'm not ready to be behind the camera, but why not? I've also seen a direct relation to the entrepreneur who isn't showing up online and not sh- just showing up like visually and video and photo is also the entrepreneur that isn't making as much money as the people that are. So I feel like there is a direct relation to financially because when you show up and when you're willing to take the risks, if you're doing that visually, you're doing that in your business and taking the risks that you need. And so I feel like there's a direct relation. I mean, I'm not saying every person that shows up online that looks beautiful is taking amazing photos is financially doing better. But I bet if we did a survey, the people that just show up more, no matter what they look like, are ones that are taking the risks in their business too. Yeah, it's such a correlation between are you willing to show up and see yourself on camera, whether you're the one taking the photo or the video for reels and Instagram, whatever it is, or you're getting a professional shoot done, like this translate through, through to just making your own content as well, right? And the woman who's going to show up and sell what she has and be unapologetic and get in the rooms, it's like, you have to see yourself as confident in one area to let that show up and shine bright in your business. It's just, it's all so interwoven in such an interesting way. And I felt that so much in doing the shoot with you, the the couple shoots we've done now, I feel like my confidence as an entrepreneur, like it needed that. And I didn't know that it needed that until we started doing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing myself as a bigger, a bigger entrepreneur now that I, I was willing to do this. I was willing to put myself out there and be seen. So I would agree with you. I would bet that the women who are you saying, you know what? I might not be quote unquote perfect because that doesn't exist. And I'm just going to do this anyway because my brand feels ready. They're the same ones making the big, bold moves and probably making the big, bold moves money along with it. I think that this is a really great opportunity to move back to what we started with in the beginning and talk about these celebrity brands that are showing up online. Talk to me a little bit about that. What have you noticed? Have this translated into your work? Are you doing different types of projects with people now? What are you seeing in the industry, in the online entrepreneurship space, the world of personal brands? Wow. So what I'm seeing, and I, I, it's been awesome to watch the transformation happen. If you have these women, um, who are just daring bigger, like I love Brene Brown's like daring greatly. Like, um, I had a, a friend of mine ask me, they're like, Oh, are you moving into events? Are you doing more events than you're doing on like branding sessions? And I'm like, no events and women being on stage is part of their brand. It's literally them in the arena. So this is why I love photographing women at the events because it's literally you, it's proof that you're in the arena, you're on stage, you're talking, you're being bold. It is hard. It is not easy to be a guest speaker on a stage and have a microphone and it is silence and people are listening. And when women do it, I am cheering them on. I'm like, Meryl Streep at the Oscar where she's like clapping like that gif where she's like clapping and just so excited for who's on stage. That's what I'm noticing. And I think we will see this more. This is my prediction. 
2023 mom is predicting that female entrepreneurs will become rock stars like Beyonce's in the world. I feel like they're moving in that direction. They're not hesitating to be brighter. They're daring more. They're getting on bigger stages. So I feel like we're going to move into that world where I feel like entrepreneurs will be listened to more than possibly movie stars. I feel like we're moving in that direction. I would believe you in that sense of like, we're already seeing people develop celebrity status online. It's kind of crazy to watch and it's crazy to see. And I'm noticing such a theme though, of like what we were just talking about, where daring to be seen, where are you being seen more than when you are on stage in front of other people? It's like these big, bold risks with putting yourself out there are being rewarded. And it's like, unfortunately, if you don't get it on camera, you're not benefiting from it. We have to make the content, which is a question I want to ask you too, because I know that I've, I've seen you start to talk about this more of like, don't just take your pictures and do nothing with them. What is something that you wish people were doing more with their photography, with their videography? How do you see this evolving of like, maybe it used to be you just take photos for your brand and you put them up on your website. But what are some trends that you are seeing now? And what would be some creative direction or creative life that you would speak into entrepreneurs of like, hey, you need to be doing this if you want to stay relevant right now? at least in the world of content? The biggest thing I want to tell women or just entrepreneurs in general is that people sometimes don't do things because they feel like they can't financially afford them. So they feel like having a media team or having somebody come and like video them is too high of a price point. And this is where I like, if anything that has really helped propel me to where I am now is get resourceful with what you have. And if you only have a certain amount of budget, or if you don't have a budget, get creative on finding people who can do it for what you have. Like you'd be surprised how many new photographers or videographers are out there who really need the content themselves and are willing to negotiate pricing or change it because they really want the content. So you'd be surprised how many people will say yes So my biggest thing is like get resourceful with your market and like people that are around you. And it doesn't have to be Tony Robbins status the first time out, you guys, like literally just get it done. The other thing I would, I would recommend is that if you're doing an event or if you're doing a small group and you just need the content filmed, find a videographer or a photographer in your area who's willing to do it for you and is willing to like give you the footage. If you, you know, sometimes they make you pay for it. Sometimes they don't so that you can start creating the content for yourself, especially if you don't have a budget in order for a team to like edit it for you. There are tools now that they have that you can really use to like edit and kind of DIY it yourself. That video piece is so key to moving forward. But you guys, there's such a lesson in there, a theme of this podcast of wherever you are at, you are ready to get started. You just need to be willing to get a little resourceful. Don't be afraid to hit a Google search. I feel like all successful entrepreneurs become Google experts. We know like, okay, if I don't know something, Google is going to point me in the right direction. And so you get scrappy. You figure out where you can start today. If you're listening right now and you're like, okay, that would be great, but I can't afford a professional photo shoot and I would love it. Monica, the professional photographer just told you you don't have to, that you can find a way to make it work and get started where you are at today. And I'll just throw this out there too 
you, like Moon, my boyfriend, was my photographer for the first year of my business. We did backyard photo shoots. <laughs> I gave him creative direction. We got started. And I even told Monica that when we did our first, our first intro, I was like, hey, this is my bank of what I've done so far. This is my Emily photo, like stock photos that Moon got for me. I know it's not great, but here's where we're starting. And you laughed at me. And then we got started from there. But it was my starting point. And that's all that any of us need. Such a good conversation, Monica. I feel like I could talk to you about all of this for so long, but we have to start wrapping it up. There is one question that I'd love to ask all of my guests. And I like to bring it back to the theme of, honestly, it's the theme of this whole podcast we just did. The idea of leading yourself first, because I believe so deeply that that is what entrepreneurship is at its core. We have to be the ones that are willing to go first. We have to be willing to lead ourselves first. So I would love to know, what does leadership mean to you and how have you led yourself first in this business? I feel like leadership for me means commitment. It doesn't mean consistency to me. It doesn't mean discipline. It means commitment. When I left my job in 2016, some people do well with a plan B. Some people will tell themselves, and if this is you, you should stay this person for sure. It's, there's no right or wrong here. But I literally had to tell myself, there are no other options. My only option is photography and to do it this way. I don't have any streams of income. If I was on an island all by myself, this is the only thing. I didn't give myself a way out. I was committed to doing this way. Now, the consistency and discipline came over time because it was based on results. I started to see like the more consistent I was, the better results came in. Okay, let's go in that direction. And so I am self-motivated, but I feel like being an entrepreneur is kind of like being married. I feel like it's a nice thing to know that you're committed to somebody and there's like somebody who kind of always has your back. You know, that's what I love about being married to my wife. And it kind of gives you freedom to kind of like flop around everywhere, like to take risks because you know, you're committed to this, whether it's going to be good or bad, like good, bad, or ugly, you have made a commitment. And I feel like with that, like just stay committed to doing it, you'll learn all the rest of the things. Absolutely. What a beautiful way to think about it. It is like, it almost becomes safety too, when you are so committed to, well, this is the thing. This is the thing that I'm doing. And I know I can always come home to it. It gives you that safety to go take the risks and go fly and do the, go do the things because you're like, Hey, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. It's okay to fall apart in your business. That happens to me all the time. There are many times that I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted, you know, emotionally, like, well, how can I, how much more can I put myself out there? You know, there's things like that. And then because I'm committed, I'm married to my business. Right. And I mean, if we use that analogy, I'm also going to like back myself up. I'm going to hype myself up. I'm going to get therapy that I need in order to like get mentally healthy because I've made a commitment to this. And this is where I want to stay for now. Things may fade, things may change, but it's okay to be where, where I am right now. Absolutely. Amen. I love it. Leadership is commitment. Uh, Monica, thank you so much for this beautiful and open conversation. Where can all the people find you if they want to book you, if they want to learn more about Girl Squad? Where can they connect with you? My home is Instagram. I love the gram. So Girl Squad Media. And then of course you can visit our website, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Beautiful. That's my home too. I love it. All right, everyone go follow Monica and Girl Squad Media. Say hello to her. Give her a little shout out. We will link everything in the show notes as well. And Monica, thank you again for being here. This was so much fun to chat with you. Thank you.
Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.